You're listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan, marketing, branding, and building an online community to help you grow your business as a healthcare professional. Featured on the Emmy Award-winning daytime talk show, The Doctors, and America's business magazine, Forbes, Dr. Yazdan gives you insight on how she's cracked the code to social media and how to use it as a way to make your business more profitable. And now, Dr. Yazdan. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of The Social Dentist. I'm your host, Dr. Yazdan, and today's episode is a little bit different. I'm actually considering this a bonus episode. I recorded a podcast recently with my friend. Her name is Kira Dent, and she's from The Dental A-Team. She has her own podcast called The Dental A-Team, which is fantastic. And um, basically, she helps dentists with their systems in their office, and she helps them with managing their team, and she has a consulting company. She's incredible at what she does. I met her a few months ago, and ever since we connected, we've been chatting all the time and um, helping each other out. And you know what? We had a great episode on her podcast, and I thought that it would be wonderful to share it with you guys as well. We had conversations about social media and particularly what I'm seeing a trend in and how I can help um, help you guys troubleshoot that. Um, I see a common mistake that healthcare professionals are making, and I just really wanted to lay it out there and say, hey, you guys, you need to pay attention. This is what I see a lot of people doing, and this is what you need to do to make it better. So I am going to let you guys listen to our convo there, and I want to know if you like these types of bonus episodes because I plan to do a lot of them. And um, yeah, let me know. You can find me on Instagram at Dr. Yazdan and let me know there. Send me a DM or you can always send me an email and just let me know how you're liking him. So now I'm going to let you guys listen to the podcast I did with Kira and I hope that you guys enjoy it. Hello, Dental Team listeners. This is Kira, and I am excited to welcome back Dr. Desiree Yazdan. You guys remember her. She's the social, the social media guru. And you guys, like, massive, massive shout out to her. She has now her own podcast called The Social Dentist. I'm so proud of her, so pumped, so excited to have her back on. Desiree, how are you today? I'm doing so good. I have to actually thank you and give you a shout out because you have been so supportive in my journey to start my own podcast and I just adore you. So thank you for that. And thanks for always giving me the push to keep going when I was like, Hey, it's kind of hard. Like, Hey, (laughs) I don't know if I should do it. And Hey, my episodes aren't very long. And you were like, no, it's good. Keep going. So thanks for that. You're You're so welcome. Thanks for that. And let's just, let's do a timeline guys, because the reality is I think this is important because it's fun to see when you put your mind to something, you could actually get a lot done. So Desiree and I met at the Paul Goodman um, Boost Camp when we were out there at his Dental Nachos event. That's when I met Desiree. And we obviously, she's she's the raddest girl. So we kicked, we connected and it was a ton of fun. And I just wanted to pick her brain. Um, but that was back at the beginning of June. We were out there. Um, and now it's August. And I remember sitting at a table with you. We were in the back and you said, hey, I'm kind of thinking about doing a podcast. And voila, here you are already releasing a podcast. That's amazing. That's huge. I know. And you know what? For everyone out there who's always nervous to try something new and kind of go out of their comfort zone and worry about things like failure or 
Like, oh, am I wasting my time? Here's the thing. If you really want to do something, just do it. Don't look at the results yet. Like just continue being consistent. I always tell people who are like trying to start social media accounts, like it's not really my thing, but I kind of feel like I need to do it. And I kind of want to, but I'm nervous. I'm like, just start, just do it. And I I was like, I have to lead by example too, because Mm -hmm. I have to just throw myself into it. And maybe in like six months, I'll start analyzing results. But for now, I can't do that. I don't, you know, I just, I'm just getting started. So I'm just going to do my best, work my hardest at it and we'll see where it goes. I love that. I love that so much because it reminded me when I was at the Tony Robbins event a couple of weeks ago, uh, something you kept saying over and over and over again was don't get caught up in the tyranny of how. Because so often we yeah. say like, hey, I want to do this. You were you were thinking, I want to do a podcast. I thought I wanted to do a podcast and thank heavens we have Mark Costas to guide us through this world. He's podcast really. champion, obviously. <laughs> um, but he, but he, but it was one of those things where I know you didn't know when you said, I want to start a podcast, there was no way to know how to get there. I know I, when I said, I'm going to start a podcast, I didn't know how to get there. But when Tony Robbins said that, and I think it ties to social media, it ties to anything in your practice, it ties to new procedures, it ties to, I really think anything in life, when you know you want to go somewhere, decide you're going to go there. Don't stress exactly. about the how. Like, don't get exactly. stuck in that. Otherwise, you'll never do it, and you'll never know what comes on the other end of it because you're just going to be so focused on it being perfect. Trust me, if I thought my podcast <laughs> was perfect, it would never go out because after I recorded my first episode or two, I think I texted. I was like, "Um, those were really short. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And should I re-record them?" And you were like, "No." just keep going. And I was like, okay, you're right. So totally. Yeah. And that's in everything, right guys. So I love that we, I love that we're starting this podcast on that because the tyranny of how will prevent you from the life you want to live and it will keep you in the life that is just being tossed at you. So I'm so proud of you, Desiree. You are, you're crushing it and guys go hop over there. So, um, it's a social dentist and she talks about social media hacks constantly. So, and if you guys don't know, or you don't remember, she has over 136,000. Yep. You heard right. 136,000 followers, um, on social media that she built from the ground up. So if she knows how to do this, um, you should definitely hop over there and, and listen to her <laughs> podcast, pick up those social media hacks. Um, but I'm excited to welcome you back. And um, you've got a pretty passionate topic and I think it's beyond helpful for all of our listeners. So let's let's put on our social media hats and, and dive right into your wheelhouse of what you excel at exponentially. Perfect. I'd love to. Okay. So so what's your what's your topic of of interest today. Okay. So one thing I've noticed a lot, and I think this has to do with even some of my friends that very close friends who are now like, okay, so you've been doing this social media thing. Okay. You have an online program. Okay. I think I need to start on this social media journey. And I'm like, oh, well, I told you four years ago to do it with me, but (laughs) cool. Like I'm all about supporting you and helping you now. And then, you know, they're just starting out. I'm talking like within the last, like, probably since I started my, my own podcast. Right. And then I, I'm seeing them like post and then they're coming to me and they're saying, but it's not working. So of course me, I put on like my little stalker hat and I jump on over to their profile and I start analyzing their profiles. And this isn't just one person or two people. Like you see this constantly and it's actually a really big mistake that dentists and other healthcare professionals make on social media in general is 
they're constantly doing hard sales. So what I mean by that is like everything on their profile is a sell. Like, oh, we have a free consult this month. Oh, you know, today we have $100 off teeth whitening. Uh, Make sure to call for your consultation. X-rays and exam are free for new patients. Everything is a hard sell. Every Instagram story, every Facebook post, every Instagram post. And it's like, well, yeah, no one's going to sign up because you have, let's say, you know, 150 followers and 80 of them are people, you know, and 50 of them are people you kind of know. Mm -hmm. And then the other people are kind of random. And it's like, well, yeah, you're not going to build a following yet because you're not putting out value. You're just asking people to buy things from you or come in for your, you know, your free things or your discounted things, but you're not giving them a reason to actually come in other than, oh, it's discounted, but they don't know you. They don't like you yet. They don't trust you. So why are they going to come to you? So I always go back to, well, you have to, you know, social media is a long game. You have to play the long game if you want to win. And the long game doesn't include constantly selling. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't go through like a promotional period where for a few days, maybe, yes, you are promoting things in your practice, but you need to first add value to somebody's life through your content, through your stories, everything that you're putting out. You have to speak to them. You have to connect with them. And then you'll get the sale without even asking for it. I that like makes sense. It does make sense. And I'm actually going to dive into this because my mom and I were chatting about this today. And um, I was, you know, I like to prompt into my own life. And I was thinking, yeah, but I have this weird hang up in my world that the only way I know how to add value to someone's life is through money. So in a weird way of like, if I don't offer a discount or I don't offer a free consult, or if I don't offer um, like, Hey, just come on in and get it for free, then I'm not adding value. And like, that was the only way I could think of adding value um, this morning when I was chatting with my mom. And I wanted to bring that up because I think sometimes we think by offering those free consults, we might trick ourselves into thinking we're adding value when we're actually selling. <laughs> so I wanted, exactly. I was curious if you had any tips or ideas of how to add value um, from your world. Cause obviously, as I said that out loud, I'm like, Oh, there's lots of different ways, but like, what are some good ways that people can add value beyond just monetary value and not getting hung up in that? Well, I thought I was adding value by giving discounts when in reality, there's other ways to truly add value. What are, what are some of your tactics on that? I get what you're saying because I totally understand that like our time is really valuable. So yes, for, you know, as a dentist, for me to sit and give you free x-rays and a free exam, it's wear and tear on my equipment. It's costing me money to have you there. So like, I get how people think that you're adding value, but let me give you some ways that people will actually receive value you're giving. So a good one is, and I'm actually going to have a podcast episode on this, but it's by telling stories. So that's a good way to connect with people, get them to understand uh, something. So for example, yesterday I was posting about a water pick water flosser and I was telling people a story of how through my pregnancy, I felt like, because I'm a dentist, I'm immune to pregnancy gingivitis, although I shouldn't think that, but that's just how (laughs) I I think. You have a magic aura (laughs) around you. There's this bubble. Like it's not going (laughs) to happen to me. So I was kind of in a little bit of denial about it. And then I was like, 
you know what? I'm actually experiencing some pregnancy gingivitis. So I started doubling down on my water flosser and I've been using it like this and I've been using it twice a day now. And my problems are pretty much gone, which is great. But so that helps people say, oh, okay, one, she's human. She has problems just like we do. Mm -hmm. She can relate to us. She doesn't just have perfect teeth because she's a dentist. She has problems too, but she's actually taking care of it. And these are the steps she's taking to take care of it. So I'm relating to people, not just pregnant women. I talked about it in terms of like everyone can use it, Mm -hmm. but people, women that are pregnant are going to be like, Oh, you know what? I have that same experience. Let me try the water flosser. Whereas if I just said, Hey guys, swipe up and buy this water flosser. It's really good for your teeth and for your gums. No one's going to do that. Mm -hmm. But if I'm telling them a story and they could relate to it, then they might be receptive to it or giving, it doesn't have to be a story from you. It could be a patient story. So I talk about this also quite a bit when, let's say, I mean, I have everybody, all my patients that I post on my social media, they sign a HIPAA like release form and a photo consent and everything. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but some patients don't and that's okay. Now I might not use their photo or a video of them, but I can use their story. So even stories about patients, other patients will be able to relate to those patients and be like, oh, hey, I had that same issue. You know what? My front tooth root, uh, my front tooth is also root canal and it's really dark. I've had the crown replaced six times and I'm still not happy. And hey, this person fixed it. Maybe she can help me too. So you ha- have them feel some kind of emotion towards what you're saying. So that's how you're adding value. You're educating them. You're saying like, hey, you know, these are things that can be done and you're doing it in a way that they're going to feel something for and they're going to understand. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And as you're saying that, because I was thinking, well, we talk about educating, right? So make a post about education. Like this is the cool thing about water flossers and why you should use one because ultimately I'm adding value through education. But I love how you take that a step further because end all be all, guess what? I've got education all day long on my social media feed. You name it, there's something about everything all day long. But I love that you said a story because when I when I read a story, I can paint myself into that picture and be like, that's me. That's what it is. Totally. So it's it's the education, but the relatability piece as well that I think is how you're, because you're adding value through the education, but you're helping them get the value by relating it to them so they connect and they actually want the value. And Exactly. And I've never connected those dots until just now when you said that. Because it's like, post post the value, post the value, post the value. But yet... Which, by the way, I love the educational post. I think those are fantastic because it helps people. It helps, first of all, place you as an authority in that area. Mm-hmm. And then it helps people really learn things because there's things that you know that people don't. So educational posts are great, but stories take it up just like one level, you know? Absolutely. Because I'm going to read it because... People love stories. Think of when you're a child, your parents read you stories. Like we love to hear stories as children. And Mm -hmm. as much as we like to pretend like we're adults and we're not children, we're still children at heart and we still like stories and we still like to connect and we like to feel something. And so I love that you just connected those dots of add the value, but put it in a way that your audience will actually receive it and digest it and connect with it. 
therefore you really did add value to their life. Right. And then I, I don't know if I'm sure you experience this as well going through school, but anyone who's gone through any kind of schooling past beyond high school, um, you, have you ever been in a classroom or in a lecture where it's all facts like, oh, these are the types of bacteria that are in the mouth. These are the types of bacteria that cause X, Y, and Z. These are the types of fungus that can be blah, 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 whatever, right? And you're just like, oh my God, this is so boring and you have to memorize it. But when you have like, for example, a photo of something and the faculty says, oh, this person has these symptoms in their mouth and they were out with their family and they were having dinner and blah, blah, blah. And they start telling you a story about it. And then you remember that, oh, well, they ate this thing and they had this symptom. You don't forget those types of stories as quickly as you forget the five types of bacteria that mm. cause X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? So totally. it's like even in a learning thing, like in school, if more teachers took the time to tell the stories, you, the students would absorb it better because our brains actually work differently when we hear stories. So it's um, a really good way to get the point across. I love that so much. And you're right. I can think back to college, which I've been out of college for a few years, and I can still remember certain principles, but they always say, and I remember being at a conference one time and they said, people remember stories. So find a way to tell stories to get them to connect to what you want them to connect to because they'll remember it. And yeah. And you're right. I mean, I could I could see your post about water flossers and you could educate me all day long. And I think like, I might even think that's awesome. But if I think of you as the pregnant lady, the pregnant dentist who had these problems and she used this and it solved it much more likely when I see a friend or I experience it because you almost connect, not almost, you definitely connect it to everyday life and it will conjure up right. those memories when that happens to me in my everyday life. I'm not going to probably run across a water flosser in my everyday life, <laughs> but I will run across a pregnant lady in my everyday life. And then right. that can conjure up those same, those same things. Right. It's brilliant. Exactly. I yeah. love that. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So adding value through stories that also educate. Do you have any other ways on social media that, because like you said, the sell, sell, sell. And I think I've uncovered one reason why I think people would do that for thinking they're adding value. Do you have any other ways that you recommend of adding value beyond the stories? Or is that kind of your like go-to ace in the hole way you do social media? Um, so I don't do storytelling on like every post. Although you can, but it's just not something I do for everything. But adding value can, like we said, be educational, like do a lot of educational posts, which are fantastic um, for many reasons. Like I said, for example, puts you like makes people understand that you actually know what you're talking about. You can teach them about things. And then also, you know, including a little bit of personal stuff. Not so, I always have this rule like, you don't have to be super personal. Like you don't need to know, for example, who my doctor is that I'm seeing for my pregnancy. You don't need to know how I'm deciding to have my baby. Like if I'm not comfortable sharing it, you don't need to share it. Mm -hmm. I think like share whatever you would share with somebody sitting on a plane next to you. So if you're okay telling that person what blood type you are and you know, the, <laughs> how, you know, your credit cards that you had, the credit card numbers in your wallet, then go ahead and do so if that's what you're comfortable with. <laughs> we'll but if you're to not comfortable, exactly. Then don't, don't, don't talk about it. And that's fine. But 
put something out there that you're comfortable sharing with people so that people can relate to you. So can mostly, I guess, connecting with people. The whole goal of social media is you want that one-on-one connection. And I know people are probably sitting here thinking, well, I'm not on social media to connect with one person. Like I'm on there to like advertise my business and I want to connect with a lot of people, but it really comes down to connecting with one person kind of like one by one by one. And from that, seeing what works, what are people responsive to, what, you know, transition that person from an actual follower to a paying patient. Those are things that you will never learn if you're not connecting with people one-on-one. And then you could grow from there and like connect with more people at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I like that you I mean, I think back to your last podcast and I mean, I haven't gone back and listened to it before this one. I probably should do my homework a little bit better, but I remember you talking about who your avatar is. Her name's Olivia and she drives a Range Rover and she wears Lululemon pants. Like I can remember your avatar of a person. I can remember you (laughs) saying like, make your social media page a place like Starbucks where people want to show up and hang out, but you're doing it centralized on that one person. But I know myself, I'm busy. I've got a lot of things going on. Um, and I, th- I think about you, I'm like, okay, so she's a dentist, she's pregnant, she has social media following, she posts a lot because I see your posts, and you also have a podcast now. So let's just say you're a pretty busy woman as well. So I actually wanted to dive into if you're willing to share some of your, some of the ways that you, I mean, your posts are pretty long too. You, you do take the time to do that. How do you juggle that? And you're about to be a mom too. So how do you juggle putting that much information into social media? Because I know a lot of people think, well, let's just do it quickly. Let's just put something out there. Like great added value on the water flosser. Done. I did my post for the day. How Mm -hmm. do you put that time in and how much time does it do? Like, How do you time manage your social media in your busy life as well? That's such a good question. So first of all, I have this theory of everything that I'm going to do, I'm going to do to the best of my ability. Now I've taught myself how to not be the perfectionist in every case scenario. In some cases, like, yes, in like my dental treatment, yes, I'm going to continue to be like the perfectionist. But if, you know, something is going on behind the scenes and let's say I order some kind of barrier tape and a different one comes in, I'm not going to be super picky about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I, so same with social media, like if, if, and same with the podcast, if it's not a hundred percent perfect sound quality, or it's not ex- exactly to the minutes that I wanted it to, or the post is a little bit too short or a little bit too long, I'm not going to sit there and spend so much time obsessing over it. So I've had to unlearn the perfectionist <laughs> type of behavior that I have. Mm-hmm. But with that said, it, it is a lot, but I really believe in batching your content. I like to stay ahead of the game. I was never really much of a procrastinator growing up. Like I always did projects super early. So with social media, I, I, and I actually teach this quite a bit. I teach you how to batch your content. And um, for those of those people that are inside my online program, they actually know how to create all their content for one month in just one day. And I think that's really important because we're talking about people who are super busy, have full-time careers and have careers where they're actually like with people and working on people and managing an office, not like 
easy careers. Not that I shouldn't say that, but not careers where they're kind of like behind the scenes working. Mm -hmm. Like, no, Mm -hmm. they're like hands on. So they don't have the free time to be like, oh, I'm going to write about this. And so, and I also keep a list on my phone. Like I have on my notes app. If I ever come up with an idea, I'm like, oh, that's a good topic. Oh, I need to write about that. Um, So, and an easy way to create topic ideas is to think of your 10 most commonly asked questions. So what questions do you get? commonly in your business from the people that you're seeing and treating all the time. So turn those into posts and then, you know, take your photos kind of all at once. Like tell yourself, you know what, I'm going to go out today. I'm going to do my hair and my makeup or whatever. You know what, I'm going to take 10 photos and it's going to be annoying for the next 30 minutes, but I'm going to have my husband, for example, take 10 photos of me and then I'm going to repurpose those photos. And if you do that every few weeks, you'll have photos and then you'll take those photos and you kind of have topics and you kind of just put them together. So, um, I mean, you could do it in a much more organized way, but if you're just getting started, that's kind of how I did it. Cause if you're trying to do like, there's no way that in my life that I would be able to sit and be like, okay, well today I have to create my post for the evening plus stories then I have to post on Facebook. And then you know what? I also need to record a podcast. Like that's just not going to happen. Work mm-hmm. runs over. Um, my husband wants dinner. Like, or he makes plans. My parents want to do something. My friends want to come over. Like there's things that come up in life that you're like, oh, hey, that sounds fun. But when I tell myself, okay, for example, Friday night or Friday during the day, I'm not working. So I'm going to sit and record three podcast episodes. Well, I just made that commitment to myself and my business. And I'm going to make sure if somebody calls me and says, Hey, what are you doing at 10 in the morning? Like, you want to meet for coffee? I say, you know what? I can't meet at 10. I can meet you at one, you know? So I give Mm -hmm. myself that time. I literally schedule it in my schedule to create my social media posts, to create my content for the podcast, to work on whatever I need to work on. So that's kind of how I do it. And as you were saying that, I was thinking, okay, reality is we sit here and think it's going to take so many hours and it's going to take so much time. So what do we do? We start scrolling on social media because we don't want to do it. (laughs) So I think if it's, when you said 30 minutes, I was like, gosh, that's such a great idea. Go snap a few uh, pictures in different areas. That's really not a lot of time. That's 30 minutes. You've got your pictures for the, for the next couple of weeks. You batch that out. So it's just ready to go. You plan this out. And I love that you said you could get all of your, all of it done in one month. I remember I had a coach who did that and she said, you know, I sit there for, I've got it in one day. I can get everything done for the entire month and it's done. And that honestly feels more doable and you're not sacrificing your life. That's called life work integration. And that comes from originally when I first started my accounts, that was my life. I would go to work all day. I would get off work late. And then I, it was important for me to go to the gym and exercise. And then I would come home and then, you know, I would make sure to have time with my husband. And then by the time I was like, okay, I need to write something on social media. And it was like, I was, I felt like I was working all the time because then I was always on my phone and I was like, okay, hold on. This is not working anymore. After like six or seven months when my husband was like, you're always on your phone. And I was like, I know I kind of am. And mm-hmm. he was like, I know, but I, I don't get to see you like you're at work. And, and we were kind of newly married. And I was like, oh, he's kind of right. <laughs> totally. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I was like, okay, I need to batch my content. And 
not only does batching your content free up your time, because when you sit down and you start writing one post, you start like you get in that creative mindset and you start being able to write so many posts all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I just banged out like seven posts. And then, and like the past, like 45 minutes and now I'm good. You know what I mean? Whereas Mm -hmm. if every night you're trying to write something, you're probably going to spend 45 minutes doing it and then finding a photo and, and then putting it all together and then putting it out. So what I'm saying is when you batch it out and you, you, first of all, when you're off of work way later than you thought, and I don't know how people's lives are, but I imagine Many people have families that they have to get home to or they have other obligations. And so you are you don't have to be stressed about your other obligations. You just go into your file of stuff that you want to post. You're like, oh, this is a great post. This is how I'm feeling. I'm going to post this. I have the photo ready to go. It takes you one minute. And then when you have the free time, because you're not spending time creating that content, you can actually engage with your community. So commenting on people's posts, responding to your direct messages, finding people to support on social media that are also trying to grow their pages. That's really smart. And I was thinking when you said that, I realized your posts are probably going to be better if you batch your content because you're not frantically just trying to get this done to check it off the list, but you're actually spending time and you're in that creative zone. Um, And guess what, guys, people, there are a lot of things we do in this life that we don't want to do. We just need to do them and get them done. And if it just becomes part of your daily routine or your weekly routine or your monthly routine, it's not hard to do. So I'd say offices, I know a ton of you delegate this to team members and team members are writing these posts. And yet I know a lot of offices that I've coached, their team members have to take like two or three hours a day for social media. And I think it's absurd because it's so much time. Like, what are you doing for two or three hours to do this? Whereas I love the idea of get in the mode of creativity, get in the mode of like, what do we really want to post? Have those notes that you write throughout the month while you're thinking about it. Write those 10 questions down like you were saying. Start responding to those. Have the pictures ready to go crank those out and then maybe spend a couple, maybe 30 minutes a day responding and engaging to your community, but you're not spending all that time trying to create. I love, love, love the batch and the efficiency. It it takes out so much of the stress because you don't have to think about it quite so much. And I'm not saying don't post in the moment. There are plenty of times that something comes up and you're like, I have a great post idea and this is going to do really well. Go ahead, post in the moment. But the batching of the content helps you one, stay consistent. And it's for those times where you're like, oh my God, I was supposed to be off work an hour and a half ago. I'm still here. I'm still going to be here. And then I need to rush on over to pick up my kids. And then I have to make them dinner and I have to go to the grocery store. Oh my God, my car doesn't have gas. There's another 15 minutes I have to spend pumping gas. So (laughs) that's really, you know what I mean? Like things happen. That's real life. So Right. And if, if you use the excuse of, I'm going to, you know, do it every single day. You're really not. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. My dog is so excited about this topic. He's barking. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Desiree, those are super, super helpful. You went through a myriad of topics today that I know I gained a lot from, from, you know, don't sell, connect with your, connect with your clients and your, your audience. Make sure you're telling those stories and doing education and adding true value to their life that they connect and they, they interpret it in a way that actually is value. And then of how to actually do these type of posts, because in my mind, I'm like, forget it. I'm not doing that. That's way too much time. 
but you just made it very <laughs> simple of, I actually think if I stopped scrolling social media or I stopped doing all the dumb things that I do to kill time because I don't want to do something else, that is my one hour a month or my couple hours a week that would ultimately have these, have them be the message and the vision and the the feel and the vibe that I actually want to display as opposed to just slapping something out there because I'm exhausted and tired and it's the end of the day and I have to get it done. Because I exactly. think, not I think, I know, you can actually feel that energy in those posts of somebody who's just doing it because they have to get it done versus the person who thought about their audience wants to connect and wants that experience. You can actually feel that in those two different posts. I completely agree with you. And I always say not to treat social media like a box that you check off your to-do list. You should actually be using it as a strategy, you know, to, to grow your business as opposed to, oh, I have to do this. Let me just do something just to do it. Yep. Because you're going, your posts will feel like that. <laughs> They're going to feel. Exactly. It's, and and it's you don't not want going to that. Work. <laughs> and also, if you do want to use your social media and have those promotional phases where you are doing some direct sales, that's okay. You just don't want to do it for every post for an extended period of time, but you want to warm up your traffic. So let's say in your practice, you will really want to start, I don't know, promoting Invisalign. So then build up your traffic for start talking about your Invisalign cases, your patient experiences about Invisalign, blah, 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 blah. So that when you do have that promotional period for Invisalign or whatever it is that you want to promote in your office, you, you've built an audience of warm traffic. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. not so weird and out of the blue. Totally. Because that they know you're a dentist. They know you're your business. It's not out of the blue. You're for sure going to talk about it. And you've been consistently posting instead of just, you know, all of a sudden showing up and you're like doing all these hard sales. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, I love this topic so much, Desiree, and I just adore you and I appreciate you because I think there were my takeaways from today were one, don't get in the tyranny of how. Like, look at from the beginning of June to August, you cranked out and you built a podcast. Like, anybody can do anything if they want it. Um, and don't get into the tyranny of how. And then find mentors around uh, across the way that will motivate you, that will support you, that will tell you to keep going. So that was definitely one takeaway. And then the other takeaway was connect to my audience educate them, connect with them through storytelling. I really loved that dot connection that you made for me of just of helping me understand and our audience understand how you can give that content and then also do it in a way that they're going to remember it. And then you went into how to actually do all these things with being busy. And I think anyone out there, I mean, Desiree, you're pretty busy, busy human over there. So we're all busy. If, I think we're all busy. <laughs> but I love, I always love, and I'm always inspired by when I see somebody who's very busy and yet they can find the time for it because it became a priority and it became a routine. And for me, I'm like, yeah. okay, that's how you did it. It was a priority and a routine. And then we can actually yeah. do less and create more in our world. So a hundred percent. I'm all about doing less and creating more. A hundred percent. You're absolutely right. So Desiree, thank you so much. Thank you for just dropping the nuggets like crazy today, being on the podcast. I'm so, so, so excited, guys. Go check out her podcast, The Social Dentist, which I think is one of the cleverest names ever. Um, go check it out, The Social Dentist. And Desiree, thank you so much for being on the podcast and, and hanging out with me today. Of course, thanks for having me. I love, love, love 
talking to you and hopefully soon I could have you on my podcast as well. Absolutely. Of course. Anytime. <laughs> All right, Dental A team listeners, this is Dr. Desiree Yazdan telling us about social media and thank you all so much for listening and I'll catch you next time. Okay. So I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. Make sure that you subscribe to my podcast so that you always get all the episodes, including the bonus episodes that I plan on doing. And it just, I'm really glad that I did that because I want to actually include some guests on my own podcast and I want to know what you guys think of it. I would love to have Kara on mine so that she can give some helpful tips about systems in an office. Doesn't have to be necessarily dental related, even though she helps dentists. This the content that she has will help any healthcare professional in their business. So I would love to have her to go over some, you know, systems that you could put into place in your office that are that will help you grow and help you manage your team and get everybody all on the same page. So if you're interested in that type of content as well, just let me know. Like I said, you can find me on Instagram. It's just at Dr. Yazdan. And I look forward to hearing from you. And I am excited to do more bonus episodes like this and also bring on some guests onto my podcast. All right, that's all I have for you today. And I will talk to you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan. Download your free Instagram guide for healthcare professionals at www.dryazdan.com forward slash Instagram guide. If you'd like to reach out to Dr. Yazdan, you can do so on Instagram at Dr. Yazdan. That's D-R-Y-A-Z-D-A-N. Till next time.